Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Life is long. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, life is long. People often say life is short, and it's not untrue. It's also short. Um, this is people like, especially older people looking back at their life, say, man, it was like a blink of an eye. And that is entirely true. Um, but when you're looking forward at the rest of your life, Sure, it's true it'll be over in the blink of an eye. Life is short, yes. But I think also, when you're looking forward at at your whole life, life is long. Whatever painful situation you're in, whatever difficult thing you're facing, it's probably temporary. And even the lifelong struggles have their ups and downs. Life is long. One of the ways we see this is in the way people change, right? You know people that have changed for good or for bad. Um, Sam recently found some baby pictures of me, and so we were looking at that last night. I did not bring them for you. Quite embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I was very cute in some of them. Others, not so much. But man, people change, right? If you've ever seen a baby picture of yourself, people change. Life is long. Now, some of you I've seen in just pictures from just a couple years ago. You, for one. There's some pictures that still circulate like on a Sunday morning. People look wildly different sometimes. <laughs> Now, maybe when someone gets glasses or when they get contacts and they stop wearing glasses, when somebody gets a haircut, all these things, some of you in this room, your voice is changing. People change. We see life is long in the changes we see people. And some changes, some changes are deeper than a haircut, deeper than glasses. Um, People change in really big ways, like people's personalities change, their values change, their standards change, their priorities change. Yeah. Some people, you may have had to end a friendship or just a friendship because your friend was changing in a way that you were not really changing or it was changing in a way that didn't move with the way you were changing. I've had to make those decisions. Sometimes people change in a great way. They make a change in their life that's good for their mental health. They start to heal and change in that way. They make a change in a relationship that they have that's beneficial for both people. Um, People choose to follow Jesus. That's a huge change can change your life in a huge way. People change. Life is long. We're in this series. It's called Open. And in this series, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Tonight, we're talking about how the Holy Spirit changes us, how the Holy Spirit changes us and makes us different. What Doug just talked about, plus he did know that we were talking about the Holy Spirit tonight, but he also, but he didn't see my notes and he did use two of the three scriptures I'll be giving you tonight. So that was pretty impressive. We are talking about... The Holy Spirit, it is, it is, it is. Listen, when we, this is the, the, the thing. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is what it's called. We're talking about how the Holy Spirit, when we offer him our open hands, he will baptize us. When we offer him our open hands, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, just last week, we talked about giving him our open heart, what it's like to give the Holy Spirit our open heart. And next week, we'll talk about an open mouth. Then we'll have an open floor for, for a Q&A situation. So the series is called Open. You can see why there. Uh, for our Q&A, um, with somebody back there, there's, um, there's a plates with paper and pens. Would you pass those out, please? Or just pass them to hand them around. So you're going to get a paper and a pen. If you have any questions, you can write down on that paper um, your question, and you can keep it. Keep that paper all the way through the service and all the way through the altar time tonight. If you have a question anytime, you can go ahead and write it down, and we will um, answer those at the open floor night in, in a couple weeks, just two weeks. So 
Through our conversation tonight, we're talking about open hands. I'm going to tell you my story, how I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like Doug shared his story. Um, we're going to talk about how God changed me, how God can change you. But we're going to start with what Jesus said about it. We're going to talk about the disciples' journey with it, how they experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the way they were changed by the Holy Spirit. Change is the thing. So in fact, let's go there right now. So I want to use their change as an illustration to show you how high the stakes can be. How God can change you if you're open. If you give him your open hands, how God can change you. Okay, so the disciples followed Jesus for three years. They lived with him. They ate with him. They traveled with him. They did everything with him for three years. And all the while, he said, I'm going to leave soon. I am going to die. I'm going to leave. And then he was. He was apprehended. He was publicly killed. And then three days later, he came back to life. Another thing he said he would do. Now, we don't fast forward through miracles. And this is like the one. Like, this is a big deal. Um, I say a lot of things are a big deal. But Jesus coming back to life, predicting his death and resurrection, and then dying and resurrecting, that's a really big deal. So we don't fast forward through that. That's a huge deal. Even though Jesus did exactly what he said he was going to do, the disciples are terrified. Jesus is killed and the disciples are terrified. They go into hiding. They watched the man they had followed for three years be murdered for what he was saying and they assumed we're next, which is a fair assumption. That's a reasonable thing to think, right? So they go into hiding. And then the, the man that they saw killed like sneaks up behind him. He's like, hey, what's up guys? That this happened. In history, we believe Jesus died on the cross. He was put in a tomb. And then the people that follow him are like hiding and they're like going through their lives, like watching their backs. And this guy that they saw die starts sneaking up behind them and saying, hey, what's up, friends? Long time no see. This happened. So after that, when, when Jesus did that, he appeared to them and, and he was like, you know, make contact with them. It gave them strength. It encouraged them. They had more faith. And they're like, okay, I know what he told us to do. So I'm going to do that. And so they start to pray. Jesus ascends into heaven and the disciples start to pray. And, and they don't stop praying until the Holy Spirit comes. This baptism of the Holy Spirit moment happens. It changes them in a huge way. They go from hiding and then praying to the Holy Spirit descending on them. And then they go to preaching and dying because they won't stop preaching. That's the change the, whole, the, the, the disciples experience. They go from hiding to then Jesus says, guys, it's, it's cool. It's just what I said it was going to be. And then they move to praying. And then the Holy Spirit comes and they go to preaching and dying for that message. From what I can tell, all 12 of the disciples, from what history can tell, all 12 of Jesus' disciples were killed because they couldn't shut up about him. They couldn't stop telling people. Following Jesus is the way. They couldn't stop telling people, so they were killed for it. So what changed? What prompted that change from hiding and praying to preaching and dying? It was the Holy Spirit. It was this moment, this baptism of the Holy Spirit. They gave God their open hands and they said, do with them what you would want to do. And the Holy Spirit fell on them, filled them, what we just sang about for so long, filled them and they changed the world with it. It is not impossible, but extremely likely that you will be asked to give your life for your faith. So it, it might not look exactly like that, but you can be a person that changes the world for Jesus. You can be a person that changes your world for Jesus because you, you are called to make a difference. You are called to tell everyone you know about Jesus. Tell him what he did for you. Tell them what he can do for them. You, you can experience that power and that change. The same thing that Doug talks about. The same thing I'm going to talk about, what the disciples experience. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. I don't want to imagine a world where you miss this, where you don't experience the Holy Spirit. 
where you don't tell all your friends about Jesus, where you don't love and serve people the way Jesus did. I don't want to think about that because it's just too big of a missed opportunity. Surrendering your life is so important so that the people around you can hear about Jesus. I don't want you to miss out on that. I've already given you a sneak peek to our outline. We're going from history to my story to your story. History to my story to your story. We're going to move quickly, um, so be sure to write down a question if, if I move too fast through something that you would like to talk about. So let's start with Jesus. We're going to history in Jesus. So I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and he came to live a perfect life, um, to die for our sins, and come back to life to purchase our eternal life. That is what we believe about him. He predicted his death and then came back to life. He predicted all of it, and he was right. And so we, should, we have to look carefully at this guy because nobody's ever done that before, right? No one has ever said, I'm going to die and come back to life, and then done it like Jesus did. So we look closely at him. We look closely at what he said. And he said some things about the Holy Spirit. This is a, a piece of the Trinity, the Trinity being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All God, uh, 100% one, 100% three, very confusing, hard to fathom. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is coming. Let's look closely at what he said. He said in John 14, this is the, one of the verses that Doug talked about. John 14 says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. If it's not on the screen, I'm, I lost my mirror, so I don't know if, if I'm on the right slide, so help me out. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. We talked about what the Holy Spirit does for us last week. When we give him our open heart, he transforms us and he partners with us and he leads us into truth. He leads us into a life following him. So then Jesus is crucified and the disciples go into hiding, right? Remember, we just talked about this. The disciples go into hiding and and then Jesus comes back to life and starts visiting his friends. And then they go from hiding to praying, okay? So Jesus comes back to life. And, and, and his friends are praying. And right before he leaves, literally like right before he leaves, he says something important to them. And Jesus said a lot of things, but he only said one thing last. So we look very closely at the last thing he said. He says something else about the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power telling people about me everywhere. This is so close to him leaving, to him ascending into heaven, that the next verse says, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. This is the actual last thing Jesus said before he ascended into heaven. It's important. We need to give it that much attention. He only said one thing last. So so when the Holy Spirit baptizes you, you will receive, what word? Power. Power. When the Holy Spirit baptizes you. That's what this is all about. This moment, the Holy Spirit baptism, we believe in two moments. One, you give an open heart to God and you say, I'll follow you with the rest of my life. You give your life to him. You make him your Lord and Savior. And then this second moment where we give our hands, our open hands to God and say, do with me what you want, which is what Doug said. Do with me what you want open hands. My hands are open to do with whatever you want me to do. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This encounter with Jesus brought the disciples back together. Now they go to Jerusalem. They start praying together. So they gather together and they wait for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is coming. The Holy Spirit is coming. Throughout his whole ministry, he's like dropping hints about the Holy Spirit. He's this forward lean. He's saying, the Holy Spirit's coming. The Holy Spirit's coming. And so the disciples are in Jerusalem and they're praying together. You may have heard the phrase, the upper room. This is where this is. They're in the upper room and they're praying. And they're saying, Holy Spirit, come help us. Holy Spirit, come help us. 
And then he does. And before we read that, I want to look at the word Pentecost. Now, the day of Pentecost is the day that this means penta, like you might five, you know that you might know that prefix five, like a pentagon. Um, it's actually 50 in this context. It's 50 days after Passover. So 50 days later is the day of Pentecost and the disciples are in the upper room and they're praying their hearts out. And the Holy Spirit comes at this moment. Now, it was the first baptism of the Holy Spirit. All throughout the New Testament, we read about him doing it over and over again. We're going to see families, families at a time coming to Jesus. They're going to give their open heart to God, and then quickly after, they're going to give their open hands and have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We see it over and over again through the New Testament. Not all churches believe that this is a thing. Not all churches, if you go to another church in a different area, uh, you might not hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They read about it in Acts 2, and they think that was it. They read it in the New Testament. They say it doesn't happen after that, which is fine. I do believe they've had an open heart and are saved by God, but I don't see that in scripture. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. So let's go to Acts 2, 1 through 4, where it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, this is supernatural. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You can probably see the open mouth that we're talking about next week. So if you have any questions, feel free to write them now or wait until next week. I might answer them. So because they experienced the Holy Spirit, they saw something and they heard something. They saw the fire, they heard the wind, and then they spoke something. They had, they had an open mouth after that as well. The power to tell everyone about Jesus. They started to speak another language. They prophesied. They, they, they were speaking languages that, that they didn't like know. <laughs> they were speaking in languages where passersby were saying, hey, that's, that's what they speak where I'm from. How do you know that language? And they'd say, the Holy Spirit gave me the ability, like that verse says. So they had, they had this power, this new invigoration to tell everyone about Jesus. So we talked about the change the disciples experienced after this event, right? They go from hiding and praying to preaching and dying because they won't stop preaching. They traveled the world planting churches. They told everyone about the good news of Jesus. And they helped people follow him with their lives. So they did that until they were murdered because they wouldn't shut up about him. So, so what I'm saying to you is to do what the, Holy, what, the, what the disciples did. And they said to the Holy Spirit, here are my open hands to do with as whatever you want to do. I'm encouraging you to do that. We're going to have some time here tonight. I mentioned that some churches don't believe that this happens anymore. They see it in scripture and they say, after scripture, it doesn't happen anymore. I believe the Holy Spirit still baptizes people because we see it all the way through the New Testament and we see no indication that it's going to stop. There isn't like a last one where they're like, okay, and that was the last person to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. We see none of that. We just see families over and over coming to Jesus and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. This belief has been confirmed in my life, in my story, because I experienced it myself. Now, some of you have heard this story or parts of this story, uh, but I'll tell it again. I was a senior in high school. And I went to this winter retreat with my student ministry and um, think like something like convention or, or fearless weekend, something like that. And it was, it was smaller. There was just, you know, four or five youth groups or something like that. And we had, I had gone on trips like this a hundred times and I had met with God and he had impacted my life and I had worship experiences. He spoke to me. It was big. It was great. So I had those standard expectations. I will be spiritually filled 
and I'm going to do snow tubing with my friends, and that's going to be super fun. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you do that. I'm going to go to convention. I'm going to be spiritually filled, but also I get to hang in that hotel with my friends. So that's what I was expecting at this experience. So the second night of this trip, the speaker gave his message, and um, he was preaching on Balaam and Balak, and I remember that because he said the name's funny, and so I'll never forget it. Um, so the second night, after he was done preaching, he split our groups into the groups that we came in, right? The big group, he split into little groups. And he told the youth pastors to pray for whomever they felt led to pray for. So my youth pastor prayed for me. You may have met him. He was here a couple years ago, and he was a guest speaker. So he told the pastors to pray to whomever they felt led to. And um, many of you have experienced that from me, where I've snuck up behind you at maybe Apex or at an event or something, and I gave you a word that I believe God was giving to you. I'm looking at like three or four people at least in this room that I've done that to. Sometimes I'm hearing God right. Sometimes you look at me like I'm an idiot because maybe I didn't hear God right. Um, but my pastor was 100% right that day. When I told this story the first time, I said that my pastor prayed over me that I should go to school to be a youth pastor, that, that, I was, that he was giving this call from the Holy Spirit to me to be called into ministry. At this point, I was a senior in high school. I had some plans. I was going to Seton Hill University for music education. I had a plan all set out. I hadn't really consulted the Holy Spirit about my plan, <laughs> but um, the Holy Spirit was guiding me into a different direction. So, however, I told that story, and my pastor corrected me, and he said, I didn't say that. I was like, what? That's, that's exactly what I heard. And he said, what I prayed was that you would be more flexible to what the Holy Spirit was speaking to you. So the Holy Spirit was speaking to him, and then translating for me, <laughs> that be more flexible meant, I have a call for you to do what I'm doing right now for the rest of your life. I have a call for ministry, for pastoring forever. That's what I heard, because the Holy Spirit was working on me. He was speaking to me. So I went to the altar that night. I said, okay, do with me whatever you would want to do. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried <laughs> for a really long time. People were like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah, just having a moment being called into ministry, changing my life forever here. So God revealed this plan. And, and, and in that moment, I knew I'm going to the University of Valley Forge. I'm going to study youth ministry. I barely know what that means. But I felt like God was speaking it to me. And I said, God, if this is really you, you're really going to have to make this happen. And it was really him. And he really made it happen. Every step of the way, he made it happen. But it wasn't just my calling into ministry that I want to highlight. I went to the altar that night and he revealed this plan to me. And when I got up, I was just different. I was, I was you know, I, I had the same personality. I didn't experience an introvert-extrovert change like Doug did. Maybe you might. But for me, I changed up. I, I st stood up, changed, and different, and, and empowered in this weird way. So I'll tell you what that means. The Holy Spirit had baptized me that night. And what happens? When you receive the Holy Spirit, you are baptized, and you receive Power. power. So I received power. After that night, everything changed with my relationship with God. That night was a moment for me. Within a week, I'd applied to Bible college. I, I told you I had a plan to go to school. I hadn't applied. <laughs> I visited because my parents made me, but I was like dragging my feet with the whole, what's a FAFSA? I don't really know. I'll get around to it. But the week I got back from that, from that trip, I had applied to Bible college. I started going to my school's Bible club. I started leading devotionals at my school's Bible club, something I'd never even dreamed of doing. I started getting serious about student leadership at my youth group. I talked to people about Jesus that I had never talked to about Jesus before. I worshiped and I prayed and I followed Jesus like I'd never had in my life because I was changed that day. I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That night, he filled me with power. I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit did it for the disciples. He did it for me and my life. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will do it for you. This can be your story as well. 
if you, many of you have given God your open heart a long time ago. Some of you did it last week. We made eye contact. It was a great moment. Congratulations. You gave God your open heart and you said, be the Lord of my life. I'm going to follow you forever. And we talked about what the Holy Spirit does there, right? The Holy Spirit applied what Jesus bought for us on the cross. The Holy Spirit applies it. And that was the first step, an incredible step, a very important moment where you have an open heart for God. But the second step, a lot of people miss. Churches, entire churches that don't even believe it happens. I think a lot of them are going through it and don't even realize it, but that's a different story. So the second step, people get saved and call it a day. They say, yes, Jesus, come into my heart, amen. And that's it. They don't let it change their lives. This second moment is what changes people's lives. And some of you in this room, again, I would say probably have experienced it but didn't even realize it. So this is the moment. This is an opportunity for you. You could stop. You could stop at where the disciples went from hiding to praying. You could pray there in in the upper room for the rest of your life. You could just have an open heart for God and say, be the Lord of my life, take me to heaven, and that be the end of your story with Jesus. I beg you not to let that be the end of your story. Because this transformation, when you give God your open hands and say, God, do whatever you want in my life, It's a game changer. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and you will receive what? Power Power to tell everyone you know about Jesus. And that can be scary, but that's what this is all about. So that God fills you with words. He fills you with wisdom and tactics and, and, and strength and courage to tell people and to make a huge difference when you give God your open hands. It's the difference between hiding and praying about your faith and preaching and dying for your faith. Again, I... It's possible, but I doubt any of you will die for your faith. But this is a moment that will change, that can change your life forever. If you give God your open hands, it can change your life forever. And you will know that you experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How did they know, right? They saw something. They saw tons of fire. They heard something. They heard a wind. And maybe you won't necessarily see or hear those exact same things. But then they spoke. They said something. They spoke in other languages. That might happen to you tonight. They prophesied that might happen to you tonight. They spoke. They told people about Jesus. That's the key thing that we're looking at. Because when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will receive what? Power to change the world. Change your world. Sometimes I say change the world. I don't want people to get scared by that. (laughs) Doesn't mean you're going to go viral on TikTok for Jesus next week. Maybe, maybe you will, but you can change your world with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're talking about it. Okay, so this is what it might look like. You might find yourself reaching out to somebody to invite them to church. A family member that you know should be here, maybe a cousin or maybe even like an aunt or an uncle that you can talk to about Jesus or invite here if they're of age, or maybe a friend that you've always wanted to tell you were a Christian, but like you never really told them that, you, you know, church or Jesus was a part of your life. You might find yourself moving into ministry. You might experience a call to ministry forever. You might find yourself applying for the student leadership team or joining the tech team or the worship team or any other other teams that you could do or serve um, somewhere at Apex or at Harvest. You might start going to Bible club at your school, maybe doing a devotion or a lesson at your Bible club at school. You might find yourself with new guts. Actually, you will find yourself (laughs) with what? Power. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. You'll find yourself with power, with new guts, (laughs) new guts, new power with the gospel. So the guts to finally do three minutes of something, the guts to finally put your testimony on social media and, and, you know, tell some people you didn't, that didn't know about it. You'll find new power in your spiritual disciplines. Your prayer life is empowered. You're, You're suddenly 
suddenly you want to pray out loud and you've never prayed out loud for anyone before. Suddenly you, you love to read your Bible. And you, what changed? The Holy Spirit baptism. Growing into a deep and daily relationship with Jesus. When you give the Holy Spirit your open hands, you will experience power. You'll experience a change. You will walk away different. The disciples went from hiding to praying and then preaching and dying for their faith. Preaching and dying because of the message that changed their lives. Many people made that decision. They stop at praying. I don't want you to be those people. When the disciples, when I, when Doug, when you experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. And because of that power, people will come to know Jesus. And that's what we want. <laughs> that is the thing we want. We want people to make a decision to follow Jesus with their life, to give their open heart to God. So God, you, when you give him your open hands, he will use those hands to guide people into giving their open heart to him. That's what you get to be a part of. Tonight, as you pursue the Holy Spirit, as you ask him for your baptism, I believe that as we sit here and pray, he will fill you. He will empower you. You will be used by him to show people his love and to help people follow him. Tonight, you have the opportunity to give the Holy Spirit your open hands. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this partnership. And tonight, I'm just praying for a second because we're about to all pray together. But God, fill people tonight. I ask that you would fill people tonight. We believe that you will fill people tonight. We love you. It's in your precious name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.